Today on the post game, we are finally back after a three-week hiatus. Apologies for missing the last three weeks. It's been a pretty crazy time for both of us. Um, we give some life updates. Uh, we talk a little bit NFL football, college football week one is approaching, and then we dive into the PLL, give our takes on how each fan base should feel, how every team should feel, get into some of the um, playoff matchups. We talk about fate of the sport. Neither of us has watched it yet, but we still give some takes. Um, and that's pretty much it. We, we talk a lot about the topics, um, so it's a good long uh, episode for you guys. It's just Nick and I chopping it up. Um, hope you guys enjoy The hiatus is over. Uh, we're well rested. We're fired up to be back. We got a lot to cover. Um, wow. Rejuvenating break to say the least. Um, we'll get into all of that, but first we're recording on Tuesday. Weekend's pretty fresh. How was your weekend? My weekend was this past weekend was very relaxing. Uh, yeah, how were the past three weekends? Yeah. That's what I'm trying to think even what the fuck I did. This past weekend, I didn't do too much. I played golf. Um, What'd you shoot? Let the people know. 105. Ooh. <laughs> I shot a 57 on the front, though, and a 48 on the back. <laughs> I'm getting good at putting, dude. That's been my big. My uh, girlfriend's brother, I golfed with him a ton when I was in LBI, which was also since we've recorded. So I had a very nice, long, week-long vacation of doing nothing. I feel like a lot of vacations are like, you're running around trying to do stuff or you're doing like a summer house and getting hammered the whole time. It was just me and her family wake up every day, go to the beach, have nice dinners, just like a A plus relaxation mm. time. Played a ton of golf, played some tennis. I've been putting the ACL to the test. Ooh. Um, Not but, pickleball? No, we played pickleball, dude. I'm pretty nice. I'm better. No, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I got to get fully healthy though, but uh, yeah, I want to start playing pickleball. There's no way to play pickleball in the city though. I feel like it still hasn't like, caught on yet. Um, I feel like there are makeshift courses, but anyway, I've started choking up on my putter a lot more and I feel like I've gotten way better at putting like shaving strokes off my score. So Dude, like, as long as you're like, you instead of holding it at the end, really long putt, it's a good round. Yeah, no, I was putting very, very well. Sunk a couple long ones, a lot of two putts. So I think that's my new move is just to choke up a bit. I'm playing on Friday, so we'll see if the streak continues. I don't want to cut you off with a humble brag, but the the last time I went golfing, we went on a par three. We played nine holes, par three, like barefoot, walked the course, had some beers. Most relaxed I've ever been. Two over on a nine-hole par three course. <laughs> that's pretty impressive. I feel like that's the best way to – there's this like – equilibrium you got to hit where depending on who you're playing with like this time around i was playing at um like i was playing with my close friends but i hadn't played with one of them before and i hadn't played with them in a while and then i was playing with one of my friends older brothers greg matt lane's older brother greg lane who's my boy but still like you don't when you don't play with people you're like oh like i gotta show that i'm good you like get a little like you're a little nervous right so we go to the driving range and I literally couldn't hit the ball off the ground. <laughs> oh, I, I was like, what the fuck is going on? Like, I think it was really the mats that we were hitting off of, to be honest. Like they you got the twisties. Worn, they're a little worn down. So I was like, fuck. Um, 
And yeah, I mean, I guess I shot a 57 on the front, so I guess I was playing bad, but you know, you just get like nervous those. If you play with someone who you've played with a few times, like they know you well, they know what to expect. Like if you play better, it's like, oh, nice, but it's not expected of you. Like, I feel like that's the kind of people you want to golf with. And then on top of that, you got to find your equilibrium with how drunk you're going to get. Cause there is a ideal. Yeah. There's an ideal amount of, of swing juice. And then as soon as you go over the hump, you are fucked. Mm-hmm. And that happens to me a lot where hole 13, I'm like, I'm really starting to string together some good holes. And then 14 through 18, I'm, <laughs> I probably should leave. So that uh, I feel like this Friday round, I'll have like just a few beers, nice little buzz. And I'll have a, a perfectly re- two a foursome. I've played with all four of them at the same time. We have good little matches in terms of like the good players and the two bad players. And I just feel like it'll be chill, relaxed. And I think I'm going to break a hundred. I, so <laughs> couldn't agree more on, on every front. It's, you know who I, I, if you're listening to this, you're going to text me and be all pissed off. You know who I don't think I would want to golf with? Larkin. Larkin Kemp. Yeah, I feel like he, 100%. He's the big tournament. Everybody's fucking keeping score. Everybody's probably getting pissed off at each other. I could give He's a definitely a big fucking him. advice guy, too. Like, you got to you gotta twist your hip a little bit more. Like, like this, like, I, he's, he's the kind of guy that would have me walking up to the ball thinking about like 67 things. And I just want to walk up there and hit it. And none of them are good. But like the yeah. best piece of advice that was ever given to me, think about porn in your backswing. If you're not thinking about golf and you're thinking about something else, then you're not going to be thinking about fucking up. Huh. And <laughs> to go off of your thing, yeah. Not only is there the buzz curve, but it, it totally matches the uh, the mental capacity curve, where as soon as I get one thing where I'm like, oh, I really got to follow through right there. I'm not fucking good enough to know how I'm following through. Like I am literally basing it off of a lesson I took when I was like a little kid. Yeah. I'm like, Oh yeah. You got to follow through and hook it like that. Soon as I do that, I'm like, Oh no, now the feet start spreading. Now you got to yeah. like forward. I'm remembering some YouTube video I watched when I was baked, like in college. <laughs> so Dude, I, I was in the driving range, like trying everything. I'm like, why in your stance a little bit? Everyone says you have a narrow stance, like talking about, and I just couldn't get the ball off the ground. I was like, this is going to be the worst round of my life, but yeah, ended up figuring it out. Um, so that was my weekend previous weekend. My good friend, Johnny Thomas got married, um, two weeks ago to Kelly Scott, Eric Scott, retired chaos player's sister. Um, and that was fantastic. Um, really good like vibes in terms of like the age of the wedding i feel like she had a lot of friends there and he had a lot of friends there so it was like a full-blown party which was very refreshing i feel like you like a lot of the times it's a parents like almost a parents party and you have like a select group of younger people but this was a good average age i feel like was was fairly low so we took over the best part of the wedding actually was the live band and i instagram story it i don't know if you saw it but the live band is playing um, Sweet Child of Mine, and they were pretty good. It was like, it was really a DJ. This is an interesting concept. It was a DJ, and he was playing the music, but then there were instruments that were like... Complimenting it? Amplifying the, the music, yeah. It was pretty cool. Um, so, like, the vocals were, like, just a normal song, but then, like, there'd be a real drummer there and, like, someone actually playing the guitar and stuff. Um, I can see that being sick. Like all the best parts about live mu- music without like a brutal singer. Yeah. So where it really got sick 
was in the middle of Sweet Child of Mine. I'm recording a Snapchat or Instagram story, and they switch to levels. But it's this version of levels that's the DJ playing it, but then the drummer's in like on beat. And it was, it might have been top moment at a wedding. But I literally had the camera on my, on my buddy Johnny who got married. And you see him realize the song changed to levels and he just starts jumping up and down. Like he's like about to barrel over his now wife. And like, we're all just start going fucking nuts. I like record it like an idiot. Of, and you could just hear my voice. It's like so cringe, but one of the best like real time reaction videos I've ever taken. Um, so yeah, it was a, a great wedding. Dude, that sounds fucking sweet. Yeah. Hamilton national Hamilton national in um, or Hamilton farm. Sorry, not Hamilton national. Hamilton Farms Country Club in New Jersey, which I guess the is Hamilton really... Nationals. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, the Hamilton Bring back Nationals, the Nationals Country Club. Baby. Yeah. <laughs> PLL Nationals. Uh, Loser. But Hamilton Farms, Farms Country Club, which apparently is super nice. Actually, you know what their claim to fame is? They have a nine hole par three, and their claim to fame is. Or maybe, no, it's an 18-hole par three. It's like one of the only few in the country. And their claim to fame is Tiger Woods has never broken par there. Really? Yeah. I don't want to play that then. Yeah. That I sounds terrifying. For his wedding. Yeah, but uh, I, I thought that was a pretty crazy, like, claim to fame. But also, like, I want to see Tiger Woods' rounds there now. How, I guess yeah, if like, they fuck up once. Never but you got Yeah, right? Or it's just, like, mangled. <laughs> Like trying to bang the cart girl, and they're like, Yeah, he's never beaten it. <laughs> yeah, because he left with the cart girl, yeah. never finished his round. Yeah, literally. Oh, shit. <laughs> um, but what have you been up to, dude? I feel like you've I feel like you made some. Did you go to Seattle for the PLL stuff? When was yeah. that? Did you all right? Yeah, hit me with everything that you've been through because uh fuck, I had something so relevant. Uh, and I think it had to do with like pickleball or golf or something. I can't remember. I don't know. <laughs> we'll we'll figure it out. Anything but, but lacrosse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, went to the PLO games in Seattle. Um, completely overdid it. It was like Ryder Garnsey still texts me. He's like, dude, you were like really fucked up that night. So I, uh, a lot of the guys had flights out of uh, Seattle that night. So they played and then flew out that night, meaning there were a lot of open hotel beds, meaning that I could just get as fucked up as possible with all the guys and pretend like I was a part of the team. And the layout of the hotel was pretty cool where it was like a bunch of different, like it was a massive hotel for no reason, just because it was kind of close to the airport. Um, so I met up with my cousin and his wife to grab some beers before the game. I got all three of us tickets. Um, it's been a while since I saw had to pull him. some, had to pull a lot of strings there. Yeah. Yeah. I got a tickets. Don't worry. It's no big deal. I, uh, <laughs> I Venmo requested them for tickets and then they declined <laughs> it. That could be a great bit is just getting people tickets and then Venmo requesting. Um, <laughs> Honestly, pretty, pretty cool. I'd say that the stadium was weird where it felt where like was it? way up top. What, what stadium was it in? The Tacoma Dome. It's literally some rickety old, like, it, it honestly felt like I was at what should have been the perfect rodeo venue. Like, Is it like the, the MLS teams arena or stadium? No, it was indoor. Um, it Whoa. actually, I don't even know what the primary use is. Let me let me Google it real quick. Yeah, Google it, Google it, Google it. Um, or you keep talking, I'll Google it. Yeah. Um, but pretty pretty weird little 
stadium because you were way high up because the stands like the bottom third of them had to be pushed up to make room for the field, which leads me to believe that it's not normally a lacrosse or like big sport field. Like I doubt that you would have a football game there because the stands have to be pushed in, which rises up um, everybody. Yeah, no, it looks like it's uh, mostly a concert venue. Yeah. Elton John, October 16th and 17th, though. They're getting some big names. My Chemical Romance. I'm sure you're pumped about that one. Um, Sneaky great call. I would still go to that concert. (laughs) Nothing else, really, though. Not a lot of sports. That's interesting. Um, Which probably wasn't cool for a lot of the fans, but it was cool for me in the sense that I was like, this is a weird, like, this is a new way to watch lacrosse from, I felt like a coach in the booth, like breaking down film, um, ran into a shitload of people, um, made an ass up just, Oh, it's a blah, blah, blah. Like saw the old coach. Oh, you were hammered at this, at this point. Oh yeah. Yeah. We, we, Got pretty drunk at brunch and then went to a bar that was right next to the arena. Um, and we're there for like, the games. Huh? Weren't the games at like five? Dude, it was like a yeah, 4 p.m., 5 p.m. game. So <laughs> it was it was a full day event. Um they, I mean the games were the games. It's not the best product when you're far away from it and when you don't. I mean, I'm I root for the Redwoods and the Water Dogs, but I don't really care who wins. Um that being said, start it was betting, a, dude. Then you'll care. Huh? Start betting on the games. Then I bet you care. I can't. I said I can't bet until I'm uh, out of debt. And okay. I'm close <laughs> to that, by the way. Just go right back good. in. <laughs> yeah. And then I will get, I will dive yeah. right back Verbal in. Verbal meme of the old guy in Simpsons taking his hat off, putting yeah, it on. Yeah. You getting out of debt and going right back in. <laughs> um, but it was the, the fans really cared who won. Like there were noticeable differences, like when the Redwoods would score versus I can't even remember who they were playing. I was so fucked up. Um, but bottom wild. line, the games were the games. Met a bunch of people. Like not one person was like, "Were you that guy that played for the Water Dogs?" They were like, "You're that guy on Twitter. You're that guy from the post game." You didn't um, play on the Water Dogs. I'm I'm their senior director of locker room operations <laughs> and management. I've been on two teams now. You've been on yeah, that's pretty sick. Dude, how have I not been on a team? You're on the Riptide. That's true. I am on the Riptide. We got Wahoo. We put the curse on. Um, Yeah. But then just went and got fucked up with everybody. We went out. Uh, I was playing Catan in Ryder Garnsey's room at like 3 a.m. Pretty much blacked out. But that was just kind of like a fun little weekend. It's good to see everyone. It was your standard PLL drinking weekend. The big weekend, the big one was this past weekend where my girlfriend and I went to Idaho together for the first time. Wow. She flew into Portland where I'm living for the next month. And then we road tripped out to Boise and then to Stanley, Idaho, where one of my best college friends and um, the CEO of Second Slide is getting married. And dude... This was the best fucking wedding I've ever been a part of. The the it was was Jack Near. No, he was there. It's Connor McCullough. Um, But just a great reunion of like all the Notre Dame lacrosse guys that I actually wanted to see. 
Um, all the guys that I didn't really care for RSVP'd no or weren't invited. So that was perfect. Um, I realized pretty early on, like, remember that A&M wedding where I just met a bunch of Taylors and Kevins? Yeah. I realized pretty quickly. I was like, that's not like my friends. Hey, this is Connor. Hey, this is Connor. He's a white dude who played lacrosse at Notre Dame. Hey, this is Jack who who's a white dude who played lacrosse at Notre Dame. And I was like, fuck, I'm doing the exact same thing to her. Um, <laughs> but big win. It was a great time. The mountains were absolutely fucking beautiful. Um, oh, big win is in terms of you think you got her a little bit more into moving to Idaho? Infinity percent. Um, and of course, she admitted towards the end of the trip, she's like, I kind of thought Idaho was a shithole. And now that I've been here, I can at least see myself living here, maybe. And I was like, you know what? I'll take it. That's big. Sounds um, brainwashed. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I don't, I'm trying to gaslight her. Can you say, is gaslighting fucked up? Is that too aggressive to say? No, I don't think it's too great. No, everyone says gaslighting. All right. Then I'm gaslighting her and moving to Idaho. I'll put it this way. On Summer House last night, when I was watching my girlfriend, they said they didn't bleep out gaslighting, but they bleep out all the other curse words. All right. I'll take it. But like we went on our first hike, um, super cool mountain town. Um, all, all kinds of fun shit. So a big step nice. in that regard. Big win. Um, wine was spilled all over the bride's dress. Not ideal. How'd that happen? Uh, there was, there were like disposable, um, is there Polaroids? That's the ones that yeah. print out yep. right away. Yep. Artist. Um, <laughs> there were Polaroids all over the place and, we were like getting ready to take a picture and somebody like jokingly ran in and butted in between me and my girlfriend to take the picture. Oh, you were involved. Huh? You were involved. Yeah. I was, I was standing right there like oh, no. aligning them for the picture. Here's the worst part. It was my girlfriend's glass of wine. Now oh. it was a hundred percent Kyle Runyon's fault. Kyle, you <laughs> fuck. The bride immediately laughed it off and said that now the dress was a work of art and was making splatter paint jokes. But that was the uphill battle that I had to fight the rest of the night was convincing my girlfriend that she didn't ruin the entire wedding. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. Um, all in all, a losing battle. But at 2 a.m., we were smoking cigarettes and playing backgammon. Um, she had left a little early. But again... Stanley, Idaho, population 68. Incredible place to have a wedding. I'm on board about the wedding. No, you're not. About you're the never, part. ever invited. I think I don't want to go to Idaho, so that, I'm, I'm fine with that. Um, although I guess I would visit. It's just a shithole. Uh, some of the best golf courses where it's like, ooh, I'm chipping and there's like a huge mountain range behind me. It, a lot of what people think Idaho, like people compare Idaho and Nebraska. Idaho yeah. is Montana. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just from that a mean perspective. Shit to me, dude. I, it's it's so frustrating to explaining to dipshit Long Island fucking douchebags <laughs> that America is a pretty cool place. Oh, if it's fucking east of the Mississippi or west of the fucking wherever I am, I don't give a fuck. I like, I like Denver. I've admitted to liking Denver. Denver Austin. sucks. 
Austin, Texas, Boulder, places in California. I just haven't been, uh, you know, to Idaho. No, Don't you're not invited, on. but you right, should come out and golf. <laughs> All right. I'll come uninvited, unannounced. Yeah. That and um, weekend-wise, dude, second slide's going relatively good right now. Yeah? Yeah. I fucking need it to because, like I said, I fucking come on, buddy. <laughs> need to start getting some money here, and we're finally starting to get some teams to understand what we're doing. And I talked to a Manhasset guy, by the way. Oh, yeah. AJ. AJ. Oh, fuck. What's his name? Wow, dude. Not good business to not know his name. We're going to have to cut this out and have some. Honestly, incredible of me to remember AJ. Um, oh, speaking of AJ, I beat the fuck out of Ajax Zapatello in pickleball. Um, I know that him and his buddies and whoever are listening. Hey, AJ. Or Ajax. You got your ass beat? My partner is Ajax. Huh? Who is Ajax? He's that Maryland defenseman that was like the best defender on Maryland. (laughs) He's living in Portland and randomly we were like coaching a clinic together and all I was doing was talking about pickleball the entire time. (laughs) If you couldn't tell, I have a new hobby. (laughs) And and he was like, oh, dude, my parents have a pickleball court in their backyard. You should come over and play with me. It was a fucking sick setup. That's a fine... And you just kicked his ass. Uh, so I lost in doubles to him because my partner. It was like a wow. It was because of my partner. I'm not a guy to throw uh, anyone yeah. on finger the point. Bus. Finger point. No, my I partner. I'll, my partner. My partner. I'll accept a, a solid finger point. We played singles. We played to seven. I beat him seven one. Suck it. There you go. Singles. Are you playing doubles? Up. Yeah, doubles. Have you? Well, I guess would your ACL be good enough for singles? Probably not. But I could run in like the straight line. So like just running up to the net was plenty like doable. Yeah. AJ Pegno, P-E-G-N-O. Do you know? Pegno. You might know his sister, maybe. AJ Pegno. No. Okay. I think he said that like he had a sister that might have been your class or something. Hmm. Dude, anytime a girl's brought up, she doesn't know you and you don't know her. Maybe uh maybe you should have gotten out more in, in high school. No, dude, I was just a straight straight arrow, bro. Yeah, right. Give me a fucking yeah. break. I was. Um, wait, what the fuck are we talking about? Okay. Listen, we are a lacrosse podcast. Give me your thoughts on the Jets. <laughs> um, Sauce Gardner sucks. You guys are a joke. What are you talking about? He got fucking toasted by Jerry Bernhardt. Dude, that was in, that was a practice. He hasn't even got thrown to in the preseason. Guys, toasted. It's game over. Jet season is done. You guys are going to be at the bottom of the division again. So okay, well they had the hardest fucking schedule. So that's that I'm not looking forward to. But Do you I think, think they have over a, under four wins. Over. I'll <laughs> bet you right now. I'll bet you right now. I'll bet anyone listening to this podcast. We don't think the Jets win four four wins, and I'll honestly give you. What's the well, actual total over on six, six, I think five and a half. I need to look at their schedule. But it's fucking hell on earth. The they could easily be one and eight before the bye, but then they'll have some easier games. I just don't want that to happen. Like if they're going to win seven games, I don't want them to be like one and eight going into week nine. And then just to like 
like the season's over, but they just like beat the Dolphins and like the Lions and Jaguars and shit, and then like end up being like close to 500 and just like it didn't really mean anything. I guess the only silver lining there would be like if Zach plays well, but dude, I have a crazy tinfoil hat theory that Zach Wilson is faking his injury though. Why is I'm that really okay? <clears throat> I really don't like his personality. Like, I like the the MILF story. Like, that's cool and funny and stuff. But I'm sure he went about it in a weird way just because of, like, how he is. But I really just think he's, like, a huge bitch and, like, has never had any, like, anything not go his way. Like, I think he's just cannot respond to adversity. And the reason I say that is he threw the interception against the Eagles that he, like, juked. And, like, his knee kind of buckled, maybe. Tries to walk it off, and then he, like, comes down, and everyone's like, wow, this guy tore his ACL. Like, non-contact, his knee buckled. Like, nothing else could happen from this. All these fucking Twitter doctors, like, guys with doctor in their fucking <laughs> Twitter handles and shit are like, oh, yeah, that doesn't look good. Like Guys that just changed people are sending me group People are typing in group chats, like, this guy hasn't been wrong about one injury, like, after seeing on the field. Like, we're fucked. Like, all this shit. I'm like, okay, fuck. Then it comes out, like, oh, it's probably a slight meniscus tear or like a sprain. Like he won't be out for the whole season. Then it turns into, oh, it's just a bone bruise, a non-contact bone bruise, mind you, which the definition, medical definition of bone bruise is from traumatic impact, which there was none of. But if you want to say it was bone bruise from something, sure, I'll, I'll give it to you. Then they did a scope surgery. And the scope surgery is not to repair anything, but they see if something's wrong because not everything shows up on an MRI. They go in, they see if something's wrong and then they, you know, shave your uh, meniscus if they have to or whatever. So they said it went as well as it could have gone. And they, they like minorly shaved his meniscus. So now he's like already ready to go, but they're like holding him out from week one. I truly think that he would be ready to play for week one. I think the coaches don't want to play him against the Ravens. And I think he just wants to have like this little thing in his back pocket where if he goes out and throws an interception, he could just like start limping and act like he's playing through an injury. So I hope he's amazing and I will root for him wholeheartedly, but I truly believe that he is milking this injury and like trying to get the most out of it just to use as like a crutch. If he doesn't perform well, I think he like has that in his back pocket. Where is he from originally? Do you remember? Utah. He's a fucking Mormon. Is, is like he did the Utah and then he grew up and went to BYU? BYU, yeah. I'm like 99% sure. Then he don't got that dog in him. I'm sorry. I I totally agree. And I, who's who's your starter if it's not him? Flacco, which is pretty epic. going <laughs> to suck this year. Dude, but Zach Wilson can be good. I just don't think he, to your point, like I don't think he has that dog in him. Like I think he's like a I think he's a bitch, like genuinely. All but, right, then he got a boo-boo in a preseason game, and you think he's going to – I think he's going to milk What's your it. ideal scenario for the Jets this year? Ideal. And, like, being realistic? Mm. To win, like, eight games, not all in the back half of the year, and for Zach Wilson to throw, like, at least 23 touchdowns and have, like, a two-to-one touchdown interception ratio. That's my ideal scenario. And then, like, get your back blown out in a wild card or something? Well, I mean, if they made it, great. But, like, honestly, I I just want to see the team play a little bit better. They're still, like, really young. They have, like, like I said, they have a hard schedule. Um, but, like, the playmakers they have all seem to be, like, 
ready to go. They're just super young. So I'm interested to see how they play with Flacco, honestly, if Flacco starts week one, because I feel like the playmakers I would fucking take him, little veteran leadership to get the yeah. boys humming. But, dude, I want to know if Zach's fucking good. Like, they drafted him at two, and they're acting like he has all this fucking talent in the world. Like, I don't want to watch this guy just, like, limp through the season and be like, oh, yeah, I was hurt. Like, and then we have to wait a whole other year to see if he's good. So that's my take. Those are my, you know, scenarios. But I don't think – I think they're going to have, like, some – the defense might be bad. I think they're going to have some like good games though. And some exciting games. Like the, I just want them to be competitive um, and hit the over five and a half wins. <laughs> Cause I already hammered it. Um, but also like Russell Wilson's a fucking loser, but he's sick at football. Like I would take that. Dude. I, yeah, I, I think, well, first off, it's really nice that I'm just going to be the biggest bitch of all time and be like <laughs> Titans Broncos those are my teams <laughs> what a loser I hate that I'm that guy but I'm going I'm going to continue to be that guy um why are the Titans your team you you know damn well why yeah but like that can't be your team <laughs> yeah it fucking can if I can go to the owner's box and hang out and do fun shit and go to Nashville yeah that's my fucking team all right it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, I know it. Get mad at me. I don't give a shit. I'm a. I, yeah, I kind of care. I kind of care that I'm being a <laughs> pussy, but whatever. Um, like if the Broncos win the fucking Super Bowl, but you're at like a playoff Titans game going fucking nuts, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah, because the Broncos winning the Super Bowl while the Titans are in the playoffs is. Totally possible. Yeah. <laughs> what? Are you talking about if the Broncos and the Titans play in the Super Bowl? No. I'm saying if you go to a Titans game, let's say it's wild card weekend, you go to a Titans game going fucking nuts for the Titans, and the Broncos are in the playoffs and win the Super Bowl, I'm not letting you celebrate that Super Bowl because you're oh, rooting no, for another I'm team in the playoffs. Hard. I'm just, go Avs, yeah. go Broncos, I'm not go letting Titans, you. go Irish. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, speaking of – I don't want to even talk about Jared Bernhardt, but, like, congrats to Jared Bernhardt. Um, but speaking of Notre Dame – the Monte Teo documentary. Woo! Dude, I think he has serious fucking problems, dude. Like what? I, like what? I think he's not all there mentally. Like maybe he's just crazy religious and I'm being insensitive, but the God told me to go to Notre Dame and he's like crying, signing his national letter of intent was like spectrum insanity. Like that's insane. Oh, no hey, listen. How religious are you? Not not very religious. Fucking growing up religious, the people that take it seriously fucking make the most off-the-cuff decisions because they say, I got a sign from God. You think choosing between USC football and Notre Dame football (laughs) is like a big decision? People steamroll their lives because they get a vision from God. Him choosing one powerhouse over another powerhouse is a pretty crazy decision, but it's not like... (laughs) Oh my God, this guy fucked his life up and needed to stop. No, I'm not saying he fucked his life. I'm not saying he fucked his life up because of that, but I'm saying I'm not surprised he was like the biggest idiot of the last 10 years because of after watching him do that. Like after I saw that, I was like, oh yeah, I'm not surprised this guy got fucking like catfished and convinced that his girlfriend died without even like going to the service or asking any of those questions. Like he's just like, oh, okay, like gotta put my head down. Was that your biggest takeaway from it? The 
How the did God he thing? switch from USC to Notre Dame? Because no, of- that was my that was my like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy moment? Like that's when I was like, all right, this guy's got. I mean, I totally get that they're you know, like the moment though that he even decided like his uncle was like, oh, like you could be. Monte, Te- the only Monte Teo to ever go to Notre Dame. Like his uncle just said some like stupid ass thing to him. And he was like, that's my sign from God. Like, it was almost like he wanted to get, like, I don't even know how to explain it, dude. I think he's a psychopath. I'm happy What's he's like, your, doing better now, but. How frequently did you like spend time with legitimate religious people? I still don't think I really have. I had to do that shit. I, I had Wednesday, I had catechism growing up, uh, like seeing some Notre Dame people in general are very smart until they see a sign from God. And then it's like, all bets are off. They'll make the most off the cuff decision and just say that, that faith guided them. Until God, until God gets involved and they're idiots. <laughs> and, well, I didn't say idiots. I just said, they'll make some wild decisions. Uh, and I'd say that that's, but you know, you know what I mean? Like hundred percent. I was like, what the fuck is that? But that's when I was like, Whoa, like, and my girlfriend fell asleep in like the middle of it, but she was like, that's fucking crazy that he decided to do that. Like he was, he was visibly like upset signing his NLI. Like it wasn't even like a, Oh yeah, I'm going to go here kind of thing. And then like, he thought about a little bit more, like all the way up to signing his NLI, going to school, being at the school. He was like, I hate this so much, but God told me to go. So to me, that just like, that was crazy to me. Cause it's all based on like something that his uncle said that like ended up being his, you know, I mean, like, I think if a burning bush told him to do it and it was like some sort of miracle. I think there was more to it than that, because when he said you could be the only Manti Teo at Notre Dame, how many Polynesian sick football players have played at USC? Yeah, that's, I mean, I get that. I totally get the rationale, but that to me is just like, that's a good reason to go, man. But like, I still don't want to. That's not me saying like, this is an order from God to go. Do you that's think my they uncle rushed saying over that in the documentary to tee up how his religion has impacted his life in order to be more vulnerable? Yeah, probably. I mean, that, that's a great. It's the magic of great, Hollywood. Yeah, that's a great breakdown by you. But that blew my mind. And... Yeah, I mean that that kept me up later than the whole fucking rest of it. I was just like this fucking poor, and I think it's just like his, like it's just how he was, and that's why he was so like vulnerable to the catfishing because he was just like so, like he would just believe in anything that people told him. The the only part that sucked uh, because I hand up, I was one of the people dogpiling, and it was really weird because I was watching it with my girlfriend. And she was like, oh, my God, like, this guy's life is getting steamrolled. Like, this is pretty fucked up. And I was like, babe, these are some of the best moments of my life. Like, when Manti Teo did this, I remember storming the quad, getting fucked up. And she's like, oh, really? She's like, but you weren't one of the people that dogpiled. I was like, yeah, no, I was. Hand up. Like, apologies, whatever. The only thing that that I changed my mind about was – Two things. One, the fact that his fucking cousins and like people in his life were like, yeah, I know this girl. Why the fuck would you just say that, you know, somebody that doesn't exist like that? Because they talked to her like the same way that he was. Yeah. Like, so like he didn't know at what capacity like that. I got like, they were just like, yeah, I've talked to her. And then the second part was like, what a fucking brutal decision to just be like, yeah, 
my grandma and girlfriend died. And then he was like, all right, you know what? I'm not even going to make this about myself. I'm just going to try and make it about them. And like, I can see that being like a decision I would make if I had a bunch of spotlight where it's like, no, like she was a good person and I'm just going to play the season for her. It's, it's about her. And then they were shifting and they were like, so you were playing, you dedicated this, like this and that just because he was like, I, I'm, I was trying not to make it about myself. And I was yeah. like, dude, looking back, PR fucking nightmare. <laughs> like, dude, the shit. craziest part was the dumbest part that he like, and one part that honestly he's like a little weird for is, first of all, the third dude in the Heisman ceremony, who the fuck was that? That was the, the Kansas, Kansas State, State quarterback, quarterback, Colin Klein. I had to fucking Google it. I was like, what the fuck? Who the fuck he's is from this Colorado. That's the dude, only reason I know. Looking that. back on it, I mean, Johnny Mandel obviously should have won, but. Like he had what a fucking cakewalk that was. Tough right. year for the Heisman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, anyway, when they asked him, they're like, "What stood out to you the most about this season?" And he had known that like he was getting fucked with because they said that she was alive and stuff, but no one had known that. He was like, he brought up the girlfriend. He was like, "I just think about when my girlfriend died, my grandma died, and the first person who's there for me was like our defensive coordinator." It's like, dude, you could have totally just said like, everyone's been really supportive. So like that to me made me think like he was a little weird up, up top too because he like kind of just kept feeding into the lie hold on, hold on one sec here um but yeah i mean other than that and the other crazy part was that meeting and like the little girl being involved they never really explained that either the little girl was like saying the fake girl's name like lenae's name yeah like so, auntie lenae mrs yeah or something and i was like this is fucking weird yeah yeah, and I felt really bad because you could just tell he sucked at football after because he just, like, fucked with it mentally. But. The, that was the one part that I had an issue with was, like, yeah, you know, and all this stuff was happening, and then we played Alabama, and I was like, dude, Alabama was a fucking yeah. gauntlet that year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Eddie Lacy, TJ Yeldon, like, in the highlights, I'm like, holy shit. They were dude, gorgeous. that was – that was nobody was beating Bama that year. Yeah. And I remember that year because there was a very real case that we shouldn't have been there, even though we were undefeated, like Pitt missed a last second field goal to beat us. Like we had some weird games. Yeah. It's like, we probably should have been, you know, nine and there's no playoff. Yeah. So luckily everything's gone really well for us in bowl games since that moment. (laughs) But I got to say like, well done. Like for them to get Manti to sit down and get Ronaya to, Fucking what a piece of shit she is, by the way. Yeah, why can't she like get sued for that? She, she has millions of dollars. The the part that blows my mind too is just like the no remorse, and she just talked about how it's part of yeah. her journey. I'm like, you don't really get a steamroll someone's life as a part of any part of your life journey, you fucking idiot. That was so weird. She should like she should like definitely have to pay him for that. She seemed like borderline proud. I don't know. Yeah, no, she like still thinks they had like a relationship and stuff. I yeah, <sighs> right, I all right. Fucking speaking of speaking of Ohio State Notre Dame this weekend. Oh, we oh. I'm I'm torn. Inside of us, there are two wolves: a realistic Notre Dame fan and a Notre Dame fan that hypes their team up and thinks that they're going to go undefeated, and that this new coach who is an Ohio State crowd is going to get the boys fired up to go in and kick everyone's dick in. Um, I think we are two years away 
from this game being able for me to legitimately convince myself that this is a winnable game. I think we keep it close this year. I think our recruiting has gotten a lot better. I think it's two years before we see the recruiting headlines because people are fucking stupid. They see good recruiting headlines and they think it's going to translate to a good year this year. We're getting some good goddamn people. I think we lose by two touchdowns is my realistic take. That so being said, like the way that we lost the Fiesta Bowl last year and with this being like we have James Laronitis and Marcus Freeman and all this like sneaky Ohio State people that want to show like this is our fucking time. Um, and a history of week one being fucking weird in general. Like week one is the second best underdog week besides rivalry week. Shit. Should have checked my notes before I placed a five-team favorite for yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> like lines are weird all over the place. Um, I still think we lose by two touchdowns, but I so the cover. I can't. I just, dude, college football back. We have a big week one game. I'm talking so much shit. Hold on, let me see who A and M plays because I was I was talking shit to my girlfriend about how they scheduled the patty cake. I was so close to going to Columbus for this game. And Why my, didn't you? All my friends bailed. I don't know. I couldn't get a commitment from anyone. But it would have been fucking sick. Yeah, Texas A&M plays Sam Houston State. That's tough. Yeah. My uh, favorites, my favorites parlay for first week in college football is Ohio State, Georgia, Kentucky, and Arkansas. It's plus one hundred. If anyone wants to take that and ride with me, <laughs> just three hit. monster favorites. Yeah, and then Arkansas. Um, Arkansas is a little gamble. Cincinnati, dude, that's a big gamble. Didn't Arkansas blow last year? No, they're good this year. <laughs> I watched one. Uh, I was on the treadmill and watched one college football show, and they were t- hyping up Arkansas and, and saying that Cincinnati is not going to have the goods this year because they lost a lot of defensive talent. So they're my pick. Love it. Uh, Utah-Florida was another one that I'm super like pumped to see because Utah's top 10 and Florida's unranked. It's at Florida, though. I'm eyeing that one. Those Utah boys, that humidity. I think it could be uh, – I mean, if the Gators win that game, it's a classic Florida wins that game, and then it's like, is Florida back kind of thing. Yep. And, and then FSU – alert, they're not back. Yeah. And then FSU, LSU will be interesting as well. That's probably going to be the most fun game to watch. I disagree. I think Florida State sucks. They're pretty comparable this year was more of my point. Oh, that's fair then. <laughs> Dude, big game to watch. Game. Albany Baylor. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> watch out for. Um, no, that's, I, I guess, the only upset alert. We got to get bits for college football. I'm so fired up talking about it now. Um, only upset alert is Florida, Utah, I think, is the big one. Yeah. I might take that. Do it. Um, yeah, it might be. Uh, who's your early Heisman prediction? I don't know. Fucking stupid. I mean, can I be like the boring guy? It's like it's stupid to even talk about right now. Yeah, sure. I don't fucking care. I, I'm just. All right. I'm going with Sean Tucker from Syracuse running back. <laughs> Is he? That's not the guy who. He posts all his own stats on Twitter. He's back? Yeah, he's back. I'm pretty sure. 
Fuck, I hope he is. Didn't I thought he posted a uh he was a freshman last year, I'm pretty sure. I don't know why I thought I saw a draft graphic for him. Um oh no, he's number four in the ACC top five players in the ACC. So he's coming back. I guess if I had to choose one, um, it's the most underrated, under-recruited, invisible guy ever, Bryce Young, the literal number one recruit who said that. He had to like grind to get where he is. Oh yeah, I remember everyone former, being former off of our future future Jet <laughs> replacing <laughs> Zach Wilson. Dude, I gotta read one of this guy's tweets. Oh, here we go. This one's not as good, but he'll he'll essentially just tweet out like after Syracuse loses, like Madden stats, and just be like, "I wish I could have done more to help my team win." But here's one: of them. we lost Saturday to NC State, forty-one Syracuse, seventeen. I'm pleased with my performance, but not happy with the outcome. With just 13 attempts for 105 yards and a TD, there was so much more I could have done. One more game, one more win. Q's fans, let's pack the house Saturday. It's just like, I mean, I feel like 105 yards and a touchdown at 13 attempts is pretty good, man. But uh, he's just got the best tweets like that. So I'm going with him for the Heisman. I, I love that. Good, good. I hope he wins it. I want that, or I want Bryce Young to talk about how he had to grind to get where he is. Like I, just, I want something to happen, or I, I want like a fucking wide receiver winning it. Some Hawaiian dude. I wouldn't mind. I wouldn't. Yeah, <laughs> I wouldn't mind like a wide receiver or something winning it. Like some badass. Can't really think of who it would be though. No, I don't. I don't know teams well enough yet. Uh, but again, second time we'll bring up Larkin Camp. Flies all the way out to Ireland to watch Nebraska Northwestern. Have you seen how heartbreaking it is to be a Nebraska fan? I mean, not really. Like they're pretty. They're not even really a blip on the radar, really. It's they are a blip on the radar because um, they've lost more one possession games. They're like a hundred percent losing one possession games. And I was just watching this chart that, like, since Scott Frost took over five years ago. I think they've had like 15 games where they've had a 90% chance or greater to win that they've blown. Like, yeah, he, he needs to get fired. He sucks. And then they keep it close with like an Ohio state or like somebody really random. And then Who these cares? Husker fans are like, yeah, we're going to win it next time. And he, dude, they had an 80% chance to win. And he fucking kicks an onside kick that ends up losing them the game. Yeah. It honestly looks fun. It It looks fun to be a Nebraska fan because you get to really drive the pity train. No one can argue that there's not a more miserable team to root for. That's fair. But they should should fire Frost. Yeah, I I agree. But I don't want it because it's fun. Um, All right. Any more college football, NFL takes? Dude, sports are you going to any back. college football games this year? Are you a college football game guy? I don't have anything planned, so probably not. Um, I really should have just pulled the trigger on this Notre Dame Ohio State game, but I got cold feet, so I probably won't go to one this year. I'm uh, I'm heading my first Boise State game this year, and then I might be going back for Notre Dame Stanford in October. Nice. I don't know 100% sure yet, but that should be a very fun one. There you go. Yeah, I'm probably not going to go to one. I want to say courtside at a Syracuse basketball game really bad. That'd like, be better than any college football experience in New York. Yeah, definitely. I feel like it'd be nice to just – it'd be cool to, like, go to, like, maybe, like, an off ACC night game. Like, maybe they're playing, like, Notre Dame. And 
you know, like an ACC game, but it's not super intense or like pit even and sit courtside. And then like maybe the lacrosse team plays that weekend too, the day after or something. Wouldn't that interfere with your broadcasting schedule though? What broadcasting schedule? My broadcasting Are you doing schedule? that again this year? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I should try to broadcast some Syracuse games, dude. Get after it. Do it. We got to dethrone Ryan Powell. I love Ryan Powell, but you, we got to get me in there for a little, for a few. Just to Some mix shitty it up. games. Like the Colgate game. He doesn't want to call it Colgate game. Come on. Let me get in there. <laughs> Come on. Uh, it's fucking Colgate. Yeah, Come on. it's Colgate. Let me do the Colgate game. Let me do the fucking Binghamton game. See if I if I got the chops for it. Then maybe we do a three man booth. Who knows? I'll do the sidelines. I'll do the sidelines. Sideline sucks. I wouldn't do that to you. Um, we'll just have two color guys in the booth and no sideline is how we should do it. Well, I was just saying if I was going to do the Syracuse games. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. Um, God, we got to get in the. We got to find like some piece of shit tournament to get in the booth on. For. Dude, what happened with the fucking? I thought the PLL was going to hit us up with these playoff games. They never did. They fucking hate us. Oh, let's talk about that. Have you watched the documentary? Not yet, which is stupid because that's like the most topical thing ever. But I should watch it tonight. I might watch it tonight. I was going to boycott it. And then I was like, why am I boycotting this? It seems pretty interesting. The stupid part is I still don't have an ESPN plus. So it's like, (laughs) that's absurd. I wait until I need it for something. And I'm like, yeah, fuck. Um, I was because well, I'm at my butt. Like I'm gonna get it when I settle down because I'm moving to Idaho in a month. So it's like once I settle down and get my spot, I'll get it. But well, I'm just like fucking dicking around for a month. I'm like, yeah, sure you will. Yeah. Um, I really just want to see the footage of John Crawley fucking cursing out Paul. It was that a part That's, of it? Yeah, apparently fucking cursed him out in the locker room, like calls him a bad teammate and shit. So I really want to watch that. I also want to see that MLL PLL merger stuff. I want to yeah, interesting. The, the part where Although, Brown. Yeah, but it's like everyone's saying that they were going to buy it for 35 million but and now they only bought it for 1 million but it was 35 owners and then only two owners, right? I feel like the number of owners is what dictated the price. I could be wrong. I got to watch it, but I, I thought that was weird. Um I didn't hear I, any. I just heard the the million figures, not the owner figures. I didn't even Yeah, I think like a bunch of owners backed out of the MLL. So then the purchase price just like went down but it's not like obviously you're going to cut that less than 35 ways or however many owners are where you're going to cut it in less ways so it's not like as yeah big of a loss it's still definitely a loss but i'm just saying that was weird dude also Um, it is i i heard um and again this is reviewing a movie that neither of us have seen i'm gonna watch it i'm gonna watch it tonight send me your login um (laughs) It was weird because the way that I was like seeing the trailer and the way that I was seeing it framed up that I'm super curious to see what they have to say about it is they were like, yeah, you know, before the PLL, you know, players needed second jobs. They weren't getting paid a bunch, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, do they address that 90% of the players have other jobs? Yeah. <laughs> like what, what is, how are they going to go about that? Yeah. 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 I thought also like, what, the the shirt that they came out with it says like it's not gonna work like as like a joke like a freezing cold take shirt i feel like that's i mean things, things are going well but that is a that's freezing cold takes potential i would uh hold off on that merch until we're profitable or something 
Um, but yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, anytime you get cocky with a shirt, people are going to have that in their back pocket. And then every time a piece of bad press comes out about, about the PLL, game over it's yeah. not going to work shirts are going to be flying everywhere which not honestly us, might make it a us. genius move not us we will we'll uh support the pillow yeah um, um i forgot to talk but yeah no i didn't i just am an idiot <laughs> that manti doc was so good i started watching the other <laughs> netflix documentaries and did you watch the malice in the palace one? Oh yeah i've seen that one. Oh, that's a good one yeah that story is crazy I wish that fan got sucker punched even harder. That guy's a fucking loser. Dude, I used to watch that video all the time. Jermaine O'Neal fucking just coming in and breaking that guy's jaw. And the fact that he slipped and didn't kill the guy. Like, miracle. Yeah. Okay, want to get that before we actually talk PLL. uh, (laughs) Because we're heading into the playoffs, as you just so mentioned. Um, Let's see. Some pretty big matchups. Chaos versus the Chrome. Do we want to do matchup based or like how we should be feeling heading into the playoffs if we were a fan of the teams? I think we should do how we should be feeling and then we'll just do the matchups for like the preview of next weekend. Cause like the whips, then we otherwise we won't talk about the whips because the whips have the buy, you know? Yep. All right. Well, let's uh let's just go in chronological order then. Um, the cannons, what do you think their chances are not being in the playoffs of <laughs> would you trade Lyle? No. Dude, first of all, the fucking uh, – the Rabel trade needs to go down in history as, like, one of the worst trades in sports. The second worst trade behind the Manny trade, uh, the Manny and LaPierre trade. I don't know, dude. You think that's worse than the Rabel trade? 100% because they didn't even get a season. Like, the Cannons got one season, but that that trade, I think it was, like, yeah, New York to Ball, or Boston or something – they traded two oh, players yeah, for nothing, right. which is right. like the con- actually the funniest trade of all time. I wish I remembered it more off the top of my head. But to your point, runner-up, silver medal, this Rabel trade seems to have derailed the cannons, and now they don't have draft picks. So I would just trade Lyle for the draft picks back. And I know that, like, I'm sure they would get ripped apart for, like, oh, like you – you basically traded the draft picks just to get it back. I get that. But whatever they whatever they have going right now is not going to work. So I feel like driving the team further into a bad place just because you made a mistake previously, that let's be honest, it was probably somewhat your hand was a little forced on what the trade had to look like. Um I'd probably trade Lyle for the draft picks and maybe a player. Like, what do you, do you think they could trade with the Chrome and get like a first, a first this year, a second this year, maybe a first next year and like Nick Dern or now? I mean, no. Yeah. Nick Dern's pretty good. Especially because every team has like young, young and exciting players and the Cannons have, who do they have? What, Nolting and then? Yeah, I mean, not like Steve, but Steve didn't have like the best year this year. So, <laughs> no one really. Honestly, I. Drenner is fucking good. Fuck it. Fire sale, the whole thing. Just, just. I think you just trade, like, I would trade him. Like, I would trade him, maybe even. 
Yeah, I totally would. What what's going to happen? What is what's up from here or what's down from here? If you trade Lyle and you suck next year, what's the what's the worst thing that's going to happen? Like, oh, you missed the playoffs again and only won one game. Newsflash: you did that with him anyway. So like, just fucking trade him. Like, at least make the team like give yourself some buzz. The I mean, Quirk might be the worst GM ever, but at least try again to pick. Like, Nolting was a pretty good pick. It seems like it's not working. Get fucking six fucking picks. Get. Either. Dude, and as we saw with with Nickturn and Nolting and even Dude, like Mackay's better. better and yeah. like all these young guys can step in and immediately play, have an impact. The guys only get better. If someone could legitimately give me a reason like not to do it outside of, well, you're getting the picks back that you just gave up. Like, that's fine. Like, let's live in the now and we still suck. So I'm trading our best player who's like, you know, he's not he definitely has a lot of good lacrosse ahead of him. But like. It's not like you're trading a person. That, it's not like you're trading T. So try Lyle, trade Lyle to get like Zed and Earhart or something. Well, not even like trade Lyle and just get trade Lyle and then just get two first round picks, two first round picks next year, two second round picks next year, and two third round picks next year, and then we'll take it. Lyle for all of your draft six picks. picks. Yeah, or do one, two, three in the next year or whatever it is. Like, dude, and yeah, I feel like every year they're like, "Holy shit, this draft class is stacked." It's like, yeah, every everyone is. Dude, I mean, you're going to be drafting like Brennan in two years, and then like it's going to be the next hot Schellenberger. Like, who? Like, there's fucking someone who can literally take over the league in every single draft. So just wait it out. Like, and then you have other players to pick. Like, you're one guy's not going to make you good. Clearly, so get. Do what the Atlas did. I like so, it. I, it's yeah, tough to go. argue against it. I, I'm fucking GM of the year, dude. My fucking Dobson take. We never talked about that. They started Dobson. He fucking, no, that, no yeah. you never said that. Yeah, I did. Fuck off. Go find um, the tape. I'll find the tape. Um, <clears throat> okay, so, so the Cannons might have the most exciting offseason, actually. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, Chaos. What what are your feelings if you're the chaos? Oh, before we start this all, I should announce my futures that I placed a few weeks ago. (laughs) God damn it. Let's see here. Pulling it up, pulling it up. So I will confirm the weekend of when these were placed. Uh, Trey Lance to win the MVP. That's a that's a lock. I'll explain that one later. Um, <laughs> okay, August fifth is when I place these. Atlas plus three fifty. Whip snakes plus two twenty. And chaos plus one thousand. So those are my horses for this playoffs. All right, hey, how go? So what do I think of the chaos? Um, I don't see them clicking like they did last year. I think they're going to lose in a shootout because they don't have one of the top three face-off guys. They have like Josh Byrne is unfucking believable. Like I think they're going to put up some serious points. I think their defense sucks. And I think that blaze, like it's weird to say that he's having a down year, but he's just not being the best. He's not having the best year of his career. Like he was last year. So he's not able to bail them out of the god-awful defense that they play every single week. Yeah, he just hasn't been the same since partying with me in Vegas. He's yeah. just that slower. <laughs> Still recovering. Um, dude, I 
I, okay, I get like you think they're going to lose to the Chrome is what you're saying, or are you mm-hmm. like okay? Yeah, because I think the Chrome they're going to dominate the faceoff game. The Chrome have a good enough defense to where I don't think they're going to get like steamrolled. And I think their offense is good enough to take advantage. Like, I just think the chaos defense kind of sucks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it, it's, it sucked. I feel like they're in the best place possible right now to make a run. And I don't hate, and this is not just my money talking. I don't hate their road. Like I think the Atlas and the whips being on the other side of the bracket really benefits them. Um, but I mean, the archers could like easily just blow them the fuck out. I guess the, the archers don't really have, when you really think about it, dude, Max Adler is probably the second best Fogo um, this year, like playing wise on the, that side of the bracket. I like TD is TD that much better than Max? Is TD even better than Max Adler this year? I feel like he's not been fantastic. Uh, my problem with Adler is when he controls the ball. Sometimes his wall ball on Instagram. Huh? It's when he plays wall ball on Instagram. It's the worst looking thing I've ever fucking seen. Dude, he should pay me for lacrosse. I'm sorry. I'm just going to rip on him for a second. Him throwing behind the back on that Instagram video was absurd, dude. It was weird. I was like, what are we doing? actually looks terrible. There were better reps than that. Like, I, I hope what are we so. Doing? I genuinely, if that is how he throws behind the back, he genuinely should pay me like $50 an hour to give him lessons. That was, <laughs> and fucking, you would beat the shit out of his brother. Yeah, that was fucking crazy. Um, but great face-off guy, great face-off guy. Well, um, so like the when when they played the Redwoods, like he would win clamps and do good. I think they were like roughly 50% on paper, but he like Adler had a lot of turnovers in transition and things like that. Yeah. So but but all in all, like it's not like he's gonna get his dick kicked in by it's not like the chaos are gonna like really overmatch at this point. Like Adler was out at the beginning of the year, so I feel like they have a decent shot at every Fogo on their side of the bracket. Aside from Chrome, I mean, yeah. I think that Farrell has established himself as top three. It's it's Nardella, Farrell, and Baptiste, and if you don't have those, you can count on going thirty to forty percent. Yeah. All right, we'll see. The Chaos do have you know the veteran factor though, and the Chrome do not. So we'll see. Jared Newman, it's time to step up and win me some money. <laughs> um, all right, Chrome. So I guess we kind of just talked to them, but are they? legit are they a legit two seed in your mind or are they more of just you know riding on that early season run and and are probably going to regress i it's it's the the two seed that's more of a i mean it it sucks because there are only like three teams in the playoffs but it's the two seed that should be like a six seed in march madness where i think they you exactly called it I don't necessarily see outside of faceoffs. I will give Farrell his due unless he's going against Baptiste or Nardella. I don't see an area in which they truly dominate. They've had some unbelievable performances, but they haven't stacked enough unbelievable performances back-to-back to go like, holy fuck, their offense, their defense, their goalie, their transition looks unbelievable. I will say their X factor is pushing transition. I think between Messenger and Terrafanko, they have some really interesting ways to push that other teams might not just from a lethal short stick the midi standpoint. And I think that like something like that is going to be the difference between them and the chaos. Like they're going to squeak a playoff victory or two out of consistent transition. It's in the games that I've watched them play. Somehow that ends up being a factor in like every single one of them. Yeah. I wouldn't be like I'm trying to think how to phrase this. I wouldn't be like shocked if they went on a run, but 
I would definitely be surprised. Like, I, I just don't think – I don't think it's their year yet. I think they need one more, like, stud on offense um, in another, like, draft class um, and just, like, another year of, like, consistency under their belt before I'm ready to say they're going to make a run. But I could see them, like – it's really – like, you got to win two games, right? Like, it's not, it's not the craziest thing to suggest, but – um, I just think like an archers team, if they were to play the archers in the semifinals, that would like, they would just edge them out slightly, but they beat everyone's darling for this year. I feel like they were everyone's favorite team this year. Yeah. And they like, they were Nebraska the last two years, they would lose every one of their games by one. People would see their record as like one and eight. They'd miss the playoffs and go, Holy shit. The Chrome suck. So Honestly, I'd give them the highest chance coming out of this side. I know I just, that's kind of counterintuitive to them talking about the two seed. Um, but with the archers not having a good, like, it just seems like faceoffs have played a huge factor. Like I think it's yeah. literally the only reason why the Atlas are good this year is yeah. because Baptiste is having a freak year. Um, no, that's not the only reason why they're good. Dude. I do. That's the I think only reason you think that's why they're good. How many games have they won where he hasn't played? I have no idea, but that's neither do I. Only, Interns get on it, but that's not might, the only reason why they're good. The stats might show that that's the case. Um, all right. Anyways, we're we're trying to go team by team, and we keep going back to matchups. So that's fine. It's our podcast, bro. Sorry, just trying to keep in the rails. Not I'm on the good. ranch water. Um, I started working out, which you'll be very proud of, dude. I still gotta write you a workout. Yeah, still waiting on that. Um, All right, I'll make you up. Still a fucking load. Did, did Dude, I'm kind of getting out of my pants di- at the wedding, though. I'm kind of getting out of the diet season. It's it's nice. I can't wait for the fall when I can pack on some pants. Good on you. That's when I get yeah. in shape is winter, and then I get fat during nice. the summer. Just to alpha everybody. <laughs> Genius. Uh, so Redwoods, weird, weird season. They were the worst thing I'd ever seen in my life. Uh, in like the first three weeks. And then all of a sudden kind of turned it on. Um, I think there are a couple interesting factors at play. One is midfielders not really knowing their role. Like Miles Jones is the O, but like Nikai and Sergio Perkovic, they're kind of playing these hybrid transition. They start off on defense, but then are expected to go and play offense. I think that leaves you a little bit vulnerable against the good archers squad and we've kind of seen them get scored on when maybe they needed to stop because they're leaning into these transitions um i think they match up well i i think they're a very matchup dependent team which kind of sucks no get the matchup dude get into the matchup <laughs> stop talking about matchups what the Redwoods do better than most teams is play six on six defense. And that's where the archers need to thrive to win a game. So I actually have them going out of the first round against the archers and then losing to the Chrome is, is how I see this playing out. Not to talk matchups, <laughs> but they've been really good at six on six. They've sucked ass in transition. And since those first couple games, they've tightened it up a little bit. That's my take. All right. Um, how should Redwoods fans feel going into the playoffs? <laughs> well, if you look at their first matchup, <laughs> um, <laughs> honestly, dude, I just don't think they have. Um, I just don't think they dominate like any as- aspect of the game. And 
like it's just hard to see them like winning um a game when like all bets like are off and every team's going like 100 percent. like i think we saw them like beat some like teams that were a little down and like they were kind of already like mailing it in i, I think they've like surprised some teams um but all in all like nothing really jumps out of me on paper um and like in watching them i'm not like amazed at watching anybody um so I don't know. I just think the Redwoods are, are kind of mid this year, unfortunately. Um, wish I realized that before I fucking bet on them like six weeks in a row. But hey, you live and learn. So uh, they will not be involved in the future bets this year. So if they prove me wrong, if they actually prove me wrong, I'm actually going to beat the shit out of Ryder and then sucker punch Cav because he'd probably kick my ass. But figure something out. All right, and uh, staying in the um, lane of let's not talk matchups, the Redwoods opponent, the Archers. Um, I kicked off the last one. How should Archers fans feel going into the playoffs? I think they should feel good. I think I think what sucks for them is, like, the specialists are just not there. Um, Gettleman, I think, can play well. I don't think he's – you know, if you go goalie-to-goalie matchup in the league, I think he's losing a lot of those. Um He's probably winning the Redwoods matchup because you know what I feel about the Redwoods goalies. But um, although I feel like Kelly was getting a little bit better towards the end of the year, but regardless, I think Gittleman has the edge there. But if TD can fucking show up, the Archers might be in trouble. Um, but outside of the specialists, I think they're they're definitely one of the more talented teams. So if they if they can just like fend that off. They should be like looking at this side of the bracket. They should make the championship. It's just whether or not like the, the their players show up. Like I don't think none of these teams like really scare me for the archers, um, especially like if you have Shriver and Amen playing. Like I'm really not worried about any of these teams. Um, but you know you can live and die by getting your ass kicked at the faceoff X and your goalie not stepping up. So that'd be my way that I see them with an early exit. Otherwise, Archer fans. If you exist, you should be thinking championship. <laughs> uh, yeah, tough to disagree with that. Um, I do think that the only like the biggest matchup is getting through the woods, as I would say. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I hate to just keep going back to talking about the fucking face off because I hate the face off. But I think it's been weird watching like. Ratliff play close and some of these weird like defensive schemes that end up biting themselves in the ass. So, I mean, just kind of looking back and watching some of their games and like seeing them, you know, like lose to the Atlas by one or, you know, just why did they lose a game? Always going back to, well, they got the brakes beat off of them in the stripe and in transition. I hate that that's an X factor. I fucking hate that that's an X factor. It's like, yeah, oh, they, sucks. they have the best offense and defense, and then they give up three kick returns is the only like. Yeah. They should can't, they should really fucking ban the face off. <laughs> they should. They should absolutely ban the face off. So, but uh, yeah, they're fucking good on offense. Really yeah, I, I mean, like, realistically, if, as long as you're not getting, like, kicked in the dick, at, like, losing a face-off, like, pinched and popped and scored on, like, at a, like, pivotal time, 
they should win their matchups on that side of the bracket. And then it's anyone's game in the championship. So, yeah, it, the, the weirdest part about uh, the archers is I think aside from like one or two games, like they were the classic, keep it close. Like they'd lose to the whip snakes by one and then they'd beat the cannons by two type team. I kind of like how they're not super like a, a super big favorite though going into this like i feel like there's a lot of i feel like there's almost more hype around the atlas than there than there is around the archers and i feel like the archers since it's kind of been like the same team for you know the first few years of the pll i feel like they're kind of like somehow under the radar in terms of teams aren't like necessarily taking them seriously as a championship contender but like they haven't been to a championship yet right no no it's been not. yet so i could see them like sneaky just making a run like if you get fucking Tom Schreiber and Grand Amet in a championship, like they could easily fucking win that themselves. If they if you can get them the ball, yeah. Am I talking myself into an archer's? Be careful, careful! Don't forget about Champagne Gate. Fuck, I'm really nervous now. The chaos better fucking step up. All right, archers. I kind of like the way you look. I bet they lose to the Redwoods round one. <laughs> that'd be epic. Um, all right. Water dogs. Ooh, ooh. What do you think? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Um, weird. They need to just score a million goals. Like that. This is a fucking coin flip team. It's going to be fifteen to sixteen, and who's going to have the ball at the very last second? Um, they have shown me. Nothing as far as being able to maintain a lead. And they have shown me nothing as far as any deficit is too out of the realm of a comeback. Um, The one thing that I think is a really interesting thing to keep an eye on is just making sure that I I don't know how healthy Withers is because normally he's a pretty effective counter, but if you can get a lead, just don't take a shit fucking play prevent cover four defense and don't give up anything stupid. And somehow they always manage a way to, to end up, you know, giving up four goals in three minutes in the last seconds. So I couldn't even tell you who's going to win this game. I am pretty confident. It's going to be a shootout one goal game. Hail Mary. Oh, are we talking, are we talking matchups again? (laughs) With whatever team they're playing, they they could be playing the cannons. They could be playing the whip snakes and it's going to be, a gong show. So if you're a Whipsnakes fan, you can go into this playoff series knowing that you have an electric team that might rip your heart out or might give you the most exciting run you've had as a POL fan. Water dogs. Yes. Yeah. You said Whipsnakes, I think. If so, I fucked that up. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm out on the water dogs, I think. Wow. Scumbag. Yeah, I don't you know. You like they, the Redwoods or the Dogs? What the fuck, man? Dude, I like the Redwoods. I like the Dogs. I'm just out on them. <laughs> well, I don't know, man. Courageous. Thank you I'm for I'm pretty service. disappointed in Sowers this season, honestly. Like, what has he fucking done? Is he up for any awards? No. Oh, McCardle is up. For, uh, I forgot McCardle's going off. The most underrated player in lacrosse history. Um, per your source. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I, I kind of similar to the Redwoods. They just like don't jump out at me. Um, 
They don't scare me on offense. Like the archers, like they fucking scare you on offense. Like if you're going to have an identity, like have an identity. I just feel like, I feel like the woods identity is like their defense and they haven't been like this uh, impenetrable force on defense. And I feel like the water dogs even further, like have no identity at all. And you need an identity to win to win lacrosse games. The so. the weird part about them is, is like I feel like their identity is like really ridiculous individual efforts and big moments. Like Jack Hanna will do something stupid good. Ethan Walker will do something crazy. Zach Courier will put the team on his back. Yeah. And then they'll all forget about it for a four-minute stretch during the game. Yeah, they're like a stat, they're like a random like long island express team that plays one weekend together that just got like a bunch of sick kids but they're not actually like they don't actually play together and they like could potentially beat any yeah they like probably beat the team that won the tournament by like eight goals in the regular like little round robin thing and then lose to like the fucking nestle team that's been playing together for 20 years that have like run plays and they should have won by 20 so that's my analogy um for who the water dogs are they're just it's just a bunch of a bunch of me guys playing their own game. They just don't have the identity. Wow. It's not really me guys though, but it's just like they don't have an identity. It's like you throw talent on a on a field, and then it's like what's what's going to happen? I feel like all the other teams, like come on, dude, the Atlas have family style, bro. You know what they're coming with. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> oh, that fucking hurt to say out loud. Dude, some huge um, personalities. Uh, do you, have you heard about this guy that drinks milk? There are some wacky <laughs> characters going into the playoffs here. I'm more saying team identity, though. Yeah. Family and, like, I just – Fuck Yeah, up. I know. <laughs> I had to work that in there. Um, I just feel like the Water Dogs, like, don't have a team identity. So. All right. Well, I agree. You kind of you, – you just ruined my night. Why? With the same family style? <laughs> Dude, it's honestly like talk about the Atlas. I'm not feeling too good about saying it either. And I'm hoping that most people listening know that I was kidding when I said I think that. uh so I don't know, as far as the Atlas, I think they have a great team identity, very selfless. Um, you know, it's like a family style. <laughs> <laughs> um no, I mean I, I think the Atlas win this game because I think they get to <laughs> No, heading into the playoffs, you're, you're good. Like, you're good. The, the weird part is <laughs> – The weird part is their first round matchup. Yeah, I don't want to talk matchups, but I think they stack up really well against the water dogs. <laughs> oh, all right, seriously, give, give me their playoff hopes. No, uh, the, the problem, <laughs> the only problem I see is uh, midfield. I don't know who's going to play. Uh, it still seems like even though they can talk about being selfless and talk about who they don't care who the credit is, still figuring out what, you know, Costabile's role is, what Romar's role is as it relates to an offense that should be ran and dictated by the three attackmen who are nasty. I think that's kind of really weirdly the only thing that needs to click because if you get the ball all the time and you can actually have a cohesive offense, it's game over. Um, I'm not a huge fan of what they've done defensively. I think that they're pretty vulnerable there. And 
I mean, you can feel good, but if something goes bad during the game, like it's game over. I feel like this is a team that's prone to letting some momentum get the best of them. Like sometimes their offense, which is stacked, looks like shit. And it's almost weird where you're like, what are you guys doing? You guys, someone dodge, someone take a shot, someone do something. But they're so selfless that they get caught in that little trap. Yeah, they definitely – they've kind of similar to the Chrome, like, regressed a little bit. Um, but I just think they're – they are they have an edge, like, talent-wise, um, mainly on the attack. But, uh, you know, I, I was a lot more excited for them um, earlier on in the year. The only thing that, like, obviously, like, Trevor can just take them – over the hump though. Like he can win them. He can win them a game single-handedly against anyone. So as long as what do you, you think know, of their goalie, I think he's the best shot stopper in the league, but who leads the league in save percentage right now? God, yeah. I hope it's not. Um, it's probably burn I feel like burn are really good end of the year. Yeah, Brian Phipps has the best job ever. Just back up Burn Lore on the best team in the league. (laughs) Yeah, you're just, like, going to win every year. Um, Okay, okay. Sorry, everyone. We need to look at this. I got to say, I'm not throwing shade at the PLL, but you really got to figure out the uh, site. Um, Yeah, Burn Lore is 58%. Concannon's 55%. But Burn Lore plays with the best defense in the league, so go figure. Um, yeah, it is true. Concannon leads the league in saves. Does suck with no, the Blaze, going in. Blaze like does. looking at if you're on the same side as the as the Whip Snakes. I know. Yeah, it does suck. I, I think like to me, the only way they would they beat the Whip Snakes is if like Trevor goes nuclear and like the the offense is just clicking. I just. I think the we can. I'm going to jump to the Whip Snakes just because the last team. Like I think that they've just hit their stride, like at a scary time to hit their stride. Um, I'm trying to think of comparable teams that like have. Oh, I guess they wouldn't be three peating, right? Did the Chaos win last year? Yeah. Yeah. So they. they I mean, they would honestly, go three for four. Yeah. They just like remind me of like a, a Tampa Bay Lightning team, honestly. That just like is you know they're good they have like their studs like you maybe you're questioning like if they are really all there in the regular season then like right before the playoffs they're like one of the hotter teams in hockey and then you're like fuck i don't want to play these guys at all um that's exactly like you're seeing Earhart hit stride um fucking chanachuk looks great rambo's hitting his stride he's at big point days towards the end of the year um i think this is just like a team that kind of sat like was on autopilot and then turned on at the right time. And now they're like primed to, to go on a run again. So I feel really good about that future. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> what a fucking bet by me, dude. Woo. Yeah. It's, it's whip snake season to lose. Uh, I think you hit it perfect. The fact that they went autopilot and we're still beating teams. Like, yeah. Like cannons by one, and we're like, maybe the cannons are legit. Then they lose seven straight. <laughs> like, no, they were completely in Montauk. Um, 
I can only talk about how complete they are. Best offense, best defense, best goalie, great transition, great two-point threats, great inside finishers, uh, great face-off game, great wing game, good short stick D middies. Like, it's fucking stupid. It's stupid. It's been stupid all year. Um, I'd be legitimately shocked if they lose, and I would love to see how that would happen at this point. Um, I think their entire team would need to take a dump collectively. And I'm, I've talked about that before, but it is just like the, damn, you need a perfect game to beat the whips. Like if you take a shit on one aspect of the field, they win that. And if they decide to play a good game, there's literally nothing you can do to stop them. So must be nice. Um, that's the analysis. The whip snakes are going to win it all life is a flat circle pain is eternal enjoy arby's <laughs> um yeah i think it's a whip snakes to lose also like it just feels like everyone got worse like as the season progressed like we i feel like we were talking about like the woods might turn it around like let's see if they can turn it around they won maybe they beat the, the chaos and then like same time we we're like Hey, the chaos are getting all these guys back. All they have to do is like play the way they did last year and they can turn a corner and like neither of them really did that. And then like the Atlas team that everyone was excited about and the Chrome team also lost a few games and like didn't look as good as they were. So I just, I feel like more than ever, like there's not even a, another dog or a horse like in line with the whip snakes. It's just like they've distanced, they were like playing down everyone's level that distanced themselves and everyone even regressed more. So it's just, Team like success gap to me right now is pretty, pretty large gap. I, I think the whip snakes should be a heavy, heavy favorite. Yep. Completely agree. Um, is a bummer that I'll probably be watching college football this entire weekend. Ooh, the um, whip snakes are only plus 150 now. Look at me with the bargain. I'm so fucking pumped about that bet. <laughs> All right. Should we get into the matchups? <laughs> <laughs> okay, but seriously, give me your picks for each game. Um, yeah, Chaos, let's fly through these. Chaos Chrome. Chrome are plus one and a half at minus 105. Or Chaos are plus one and a half at minus 105, excuse me. Chrome is minus one and a half at minus 125. Over under is 22 and a half. But the under at 22 and a half is plus 105. So we've got a little bit of a weird line here. Classic DraftKings just gaming the system. Um Chaos money line is plus 155, though, and Chrome money line is minus 190. Who you got? Uh, I got Chrome. I have the over. Uh, I have them beating the spread. I have them winning by five. I have the Chaos winning 9-8. Blaze Reardon, <laughs> 73% at the, at, at the goal. Boom. Boy, love that call. All right. Uh, Archers, Redwoods, the spread, Redwoods plus one and a half, Archers minus one and a half, 24 and a half, the over under, and the money line, Redwoods, juicy plus 145. Archers are minus 180. Who you got? I'm going with, I'm going to go, hmm. I'm going to take the Archers minus one and a half. I think like, if TD was having a, a really good year, I would feel differently. But I think, like, like I said, Redwood specials aren't aren't exciting me right now. The I think they're just like a worse version of of the Archers. Um, well, not necessarily, but I just think like the Archers excite me for more reasons than the Redwoods, and I think the Archers will overpower the the Redwoods. So I'm gonna take. 
the over, and I'm going to take minus one and a half for the Archers. Got it. I am going to take the under, and I'm going to take the Redwoods. I think the Redwoods squeak out an 11-9 to game. Um, So credit to me for calling that. And I think the big difference is Jack Kelly gets a good game. Um, I think he's sneaky, slowly been getting better and better. Um, I think the Redwoods six on six is going to at least limit um, the archer's lethality, which is predicated upon a lot of skip passes and dangerous dodges. Um, So we will see. I would like to put the caveat. um, I haven't talked to Glaze about if he's back in. If Glaze is not in, I completely flip everything, and I agree with uh, what you said. So. No, you can't I don't know do if that. I can put that asterisk. No, you can't. You can't. You got to take right. your picks. Then I'm sticking with the woods. Suck it. <laughs> All right, bitch. Uh, okay. Last game, marquee matchup. Water Dogs plus one and a half, minus 120. Atlas are minus one and a half, minus 110. Over under is set at 25 and a half. The over is plus 100. The under is plus 25.5. And Water Dogs money line is plus 125. Atlas money line is minus 155. What do you got? Uh, I got the over, interestingly enough, uh, at a juicy plus 100. Weird. Weird to see that. Um, And then I have... uh, Fuck it. I have the dogs. I'm I'm taking the dogs money line here. Ooh, really? I'm going to go... They went in a shootout. I like the over for sure. And the plus money on the over is a chef kiss. Um, And then I'm going to take, I like the water dogs to cover the one and a half, honestly. So I'll go with that. All right. Um, All right. The last thing I have to talk about are the PLL awards, but we can punt. They're not, they don't happen, right? Want to punt those the next episode? I feel like we just ripped for an hour and a half. Yeah, we'll, we'll punt that. All right, we'll talk about it in the next episode. But Apple's winning defense player of the year. And if he doesn't, he got robbed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and Quinn can call him a coward and not a man all he wants. Quint wouldn't say shit to his face. So there you go. All right. All right. See you next week. Hey, we had a little hiatus, but nothing wrong with that. Thank you for tuning in. We appreciate it. Uh, that's about all I got. We'll see you next week. <laughs>